All right, look at us back again. The new commute, live, living color, one-way conversation. Uh, hey, 7:35 in the a.m. at the time of this recording for historical purposes. Um, hey, we're back. You want to talk some weather? Let's talk a little bit about the weather. That's all you'll hear about today. You'll hear about it from your friends, your family, your coworkers. Everybody. And you hear about it from me because I'm going to complain a little bit to start. And you can't complain about the weather. can't complain about the weather. But I can complain about um, people and how they deal with the weather. And, you know, um, I'm sure the commute is going to be miserable. Metro North is closed down. But uh, we're in it together. So you can complain. we can complain and commiserate with uh, all the pain in the ass that comes along with this kind of shit. Hey, a million people on the road met a major uh a major um commuting service is shut down i mean you got to be to work anyway I mean, we have all the ability to work from home but uh you know well who knows maybe maybe when i get there i'll be the only one in the office we'll see but you know pe- people have the uh what's going on here? how come my see i got another complaint because my ac is not working now going on all right there we go it's just a good day to be like you know take your time coming in somebody's got to reach out take your time coming in what's the rush you know don't go nuts it's pretty bad out there but whatever i'm not sure my ac is working well it's pretty fucking warm that's that's the opposite of air conditioning heat's on 60 degrees, I have it set at 60, and I'm getting some hot air. I've never... Oh, there it goes. All right. We're back in business. Back and as cool as the other side of the pillow. Uh, yes, I guess it was a record yesterday. Tornadoes in Jersey. Rainfall. We had like, like three inches in an hour. Is that right? Is that what I heard? Don't take any don't take any of these statistics uh, as fact. I'm not exactly sure I'm correct on those. Look, yesterday I fucking it's doing it again today. Yesterday I praised my commute. I oh I was so excited that I found these back roads taking me all the way to work. Blah 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 blah. I avoid all the highways and shit. And as soon as I got done recording, it just the time the ETA just kept going up when I left my house it was 838 was the estimated arrival which is about right I left a few minutes later than usual it's not really a big deal though you know I'm you make up a few minutes it's not a big deal but this I mean it was like 838 845 852 907 like what the fuck is going on I mean these GPS things I hate them. I can't stand. I can't stand them. Waze is the worst. Waze is the dumbest. It makes life look like a video game. There's like little awards and shit you can ping, or like tap or whatever. I don't know or say what's up or I don't know what it is. Um, other drivers. I'm not sure exactly why you do that, but you can like Waze. Oh, maybe it's like wave to people. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the terminology. Um, 
but you can like you can say what's up and like uh, what's the point of that first of all if you go to type in your destination while you're driving it says don't don't type and drive why are you fucking nudging other people on the road then Waze is the dumbest one of all Google Maps um, I've got a little bit of affinity for because they're the ones who kind of put me on the on those back roads uh, the other day and uh, I, I'm appreciative of that but you know still the yesterday that's watching the numbers rise like what the fuck do you guys know you don't know shit and in the end I have no idea there wasn't like an accident uh, at least I didn't come across an accident or anything like that I don't know what exactly got my way but I was stuck um, just watching the time fly by and my commute get longer and longer and longer I don't expect any better today though because like I said with the rains Metro North being closed down we're not gonna we're not gonna get optimal conditions for driving so that's uh, that's the story told you it sucks some weather you're gonna and it's gonna be uh, you know personal experiences in the weather are a big one. People love to see, love to say what happened in their house or what happened around their house or in their neighborhood, what trees they saw come down, this and that. And um, I'll see, I don't ever know. There's this road here where you're, eh, see, I should have taken, where if you're in the left lane, see, I'm new to the town here. And I'm not sure exactly how to handle some situations. Now, see, I should have seen this ancient Oldsmobile in front of me and taken advantage. So if I get in the left lane, eventually I do have to turn left. And there is a truck up ahead. So I was concerned that, you know, can I get it? Is there enough room for me to get ahead? You know what? I could have. I could have done it. I could have done it. So that's how you, you learn. I had maybe, let's see, six, five cars ahead of me. I had six cars just jumped in there. Five cars ahead of me, six with the truck. I could have made it if I timed it right. There's a light. Then there's a left lane. You could only turn left maybe, I don't know, less than half a mile up the road. I don't know, a tenth of a mile, two-tenths of a mile. I have no idea. Uh, and then the right lane goes straight. And, you know, if I had if I had known these streets a little better, maybe I would have taken the chance of jumping ahead of everybody. Um, which I had done stuff like that on my old commute. But here, now I'm stuck behind... An Oldsmobile from 1989, which, I mean, riding the brakes, and I'm not being ageist here, but I know the guy's 70-something years old, or the lady's 70-something years old. And again, not being ageist, but they're much more careful drivers than, uh, you know, the 30-something commuter. It's just, hey, it's just the way of the world. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything that's untrue or, um, I don't know. Are you offended? Are you offended by how I just... I didn't even see the person in the car. I was going by the car. And I assumed the person was old in the car. But is that offensive? Am I going to be canceled for my ageist rhetoric on how they handle the wheel? I said they're more careful drivers. I know I'm a much more reckless driver than somebody that's in their 70s. And it's because when you get older, you lose some instincts. You lose some uh, reaction time. It's just natural. Okay, they're just, you know, their hand-eye coordination is falling off a little bit. I would say the same thing if the person was 14 years old, they're 16 years old, and a new driver. They're not quite ready, right? They don't have those instincts uh, of somebody who's been on the road for a few years. 
what is the optimum age for driving? I guess if you get your license at like 17. I'll say, oh, everybody got to the left. Everybody's turning off the road here except for me and Oldsmobile. And Oldsmobile has a sign. Oh, this is beautiful. There's a sign in the back of the car written on cardboard. And the faintest pen. I don't know who he expects to see, to see this. Not a fellow 70-year-old. Um, it's for sale. Let's see. I wonder how many miles are on it. Two grand? Or is it 20? Or you go for the extra 500? Is it 2,500? I mean, you got, you got to use a Sharpie. You got a piece of cardboard in the back window of your olds. You got to put it in Sharpie. 2,800? And no mention of miles. 2,800? Or 2,300? See? Oh, it's 28. Okay, now we come into view a little bit. 20, for sale in faint black pen. For sale, 2800 Um It looks like it's in decent shape. A couple dings on it. I'm sure there's a uh, felt interior. I wonder I, if there's any cigarette burns on it. That was one of the big things. Those felt interiors, you could feel, look... If you ever, if you rode in a car, I mean, this is probably like, I'm, I said 89, but I'm guessing it's like 91, 92. Uh, if you ever rode in a car, well, it could be 89. I have no idea. I wish I could pull up alongside this guy and ask him uh, the year and the mileage on this baby. But that's something that you just haven't, if you ever rode one of these cars, you have ingrained in your mind what that felt seat feels like and what a cigarette burn in that seat feels like. You just be a, your finger fits right in it, and it's just a, you feel like the whatever is below that felt. I don't know exactly what is below it. Could now could it be leather seats? I don't think so. I hope not. Leather seats takes away from the charm. I'm thinking about coughing up to twenty eight grand for it now. If it has those felt seats, I might even go to three grand if there's a cigarette burn in it. There must be, there's an ash, there's definitely an ashtray in this car, and there's definitely a cigarette lighter in this car. Ooh, have you ever, have you ever had a, have you ever seen a cigarette, have you ever seen a burn on one of those seats with the actual lighter? It looks like a crop circle. That's, I mean, this is nostalgia at its best. This is the most important kind of nostalgia right here. This is the stuff that you don't think about day to day. I mean, you don't think about the TV shows and shit that we liked when we were kids and playing in the in the neighborhood and going to the park, you know, playing hoops down the street or riding your bike around or a kid you didn't quite get along with and, you know, you, there, there's always, like, tension but you never fought them because you're both big fucking pussies and what, you're, what are you fighting about anyway? Um, right, you gotta have all this kind of fun nostalgia. Oh, I can pull up alongside him. Let me, come on. Oh, God damn it all. The fucking truck fucked me again. Um, yeah, it does look like leather, though. That sucks. Um, is it leather? I can only see, like, the back. Like the, yeah, it is. It, it's, like, stretchy. It looks looks leathery. Oh, well. Well, the dream is dead. See, I guess I saved three grand this morning. Um, but that's the kind of nostalgia. The shit you don't think about. And the shit that it, the shit that comes to your memory only when it's triggered by something like that, something like seeing an ancient Oldsmobile on the road. I just want I, want, I kind of want to take it for a test ride, man. Uh, you know, I, see, I can't even think of another 
I can't even think of another example because it would, it would take crossing my path to bring back those memories. So that, that kind of nostalgia is great. They don't make they don't remake shows like like that. All right, go ahead, truck, get the fuck out of here. All right, because like you put on Netflix and He Man is He Man. I, I watched when I was a kid, but I don't really remember it. It was probably like I look at like my kids now, and like their phases are quick. All right, like they go through TV shows. Like I go through socks, you know. It's uh, every day there's a new fucking show. So I assume it, it wasn't as quick, probably, because there wasn't as much content in the 80s. But, like, you put a like He-Man has a remake, right, on uh, Netflix. And there's a million remakes, and they're doing all this shit, which is really just based on, like, Ghostbusters is being remade. And it's really just based on parents saying, like, oh, I love this shit when I was a kid. Uh, maybe you should see it. It's really relying on parents to do the advertising for them. Like, I love this when I was a kid. You should probably love this, too. It doesn't always work out that way. But sometimes I guess it does. Um, like, and why would they? Sometimes the remakes aren't ever as good as the originals. And the originals, a lot of times, aren't as good as you remembered. Now, the original Ghostbusters movie is great. The original Ninja Turtles movie is great. Ninja Turtles 2, eh, not so great. So nostalgia works in funny ways. But it's it's you are bombarded with it. And... and pop culture and media and shit like that not bombarded with it on the highways and byways and your commute but there you go a little walk down memory lane uh yeah my brothers had an Oldsmobile at some point I had a Chevy Corsica at some point all you know late 80s early 90s models I think mine was a 91 Corsica uh, my, the Oldsmobile uh that my brothers had they had a couple of different cars though there's one car. It was a real piece of shit. Rust-colored hatchback. I don't really remember anybody driving it, but I remember it being on the side of the house. A real white trash thing to do. Having it on the side of the house uh, for some time there. But that's that's it. Um, I wish I had any information for you other than that. Last night, I... Uh, I gotta say, I'm not... I don't love like recent history in like documentaries and movies like I never I've never seen a 9-11 movie right they have there's a Nick Cage one uh there is a uh I forget there's one about the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania is that where it crashed Delaware Jesus I don't not remember that um but I don't love. I didn't. I never. I didn't see like the George W. Bush movie. Like I just don't. You know, I've, I'm sure I've seen something more than I'm letting on. But it's not something I rush to see. Like I, I don't. Uh, I don't need to see recent history. You know, stuff that's in my lifetime. Let it breathe, right? Twenty years, thirty years, like JFK, the movie JFK, and there was JFK movies in the aftermath of JFK's assassination. But JFK, which I've never seen JFK, the movie, Oliver Stone movie, that's like 30 years after, right? 20-something years after. Which, but, you know, to me, as a kid, that seemed like ancient history. Um, and even, like, in high in college, you know, people watching that movie, it seems like a long 
fucking time ago, and it was really only 40 years ago at the time. Um, not even 40, right? So, um, I guess, I just, you know, like, I didn't watch the OJ thing. I will be watching the impeachment show. I am looking forward to that. Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton. But Spike Lee has done a documentary. It's called Epicenters, 9-11 to 2021 and a half. And it's a lot of reasons. There's not, I mean, there's a little, there's teasings of 9-11 being mentioned. And again, 20 years from 9-11, that's, um, it's a, it's, that's a significant number to me. You know, I know it's an even number, whatever, but it's 20 years. It's a significant number. So I, for some, I think maybe because it's Spike, uh, I, I started watching it when it, the first night it was on. And I watched the second episode last night, chapters three and four. And look, I'm not gonna, it's a two hour show. I'm not going to tell anybody to get into it, but it, it like any like any Spike movie, I mean it's a documentary, so it's not you know it's a little different than his 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 scripted movies. But like any Spike movie, it's like you know you're gonna be thinking when you put it on. You know you're gonna feel certain things you're not really prepared for when you put it on. Those movies are they're tough to put on sometimes, but they are impossible to turn off. And you know there's a lot of stuff I don't really want to think about. But, it, but at the same time, as I'm watching it, like I'm realizing kind of significance of the past couple of years. You know, Trump, Biden, the election, the C word, um, George Floyd, the riots, January 6th. And you, you're, it's, I'm realizing that you know, the historic importance of the past couple of years. And I, probably the probably the thing for me as I'm watching it is talk about nostalgia. Like I know I'm never living in New York again, but I definitely have a nostalgia for New York for working in the city, I have a nostalgia for living in Brooklyn. I have a, I, that that sort of stuff, you know. I have a deep love for New York State. I have a deep love for New York City, and it's like I laugh like we talk about, uh, you know, fuck this state or fuck that state. Like who gives a shit? Like that is fucking plots of land. But then I feel like this this love for a state in the city that you know I don't have for any other place. I don't have for anywhere else. And I realized, and there's a real pride that comes along with it. But, um, you know, just, you know, seeing scenes of New York and the devastation in New York. And, you know, 9-11 comes around, man. It's hard for me not to get emotional about it. And it's just, it's something to do with, I don't know, I think that's something to do with, like, where I was at the time. It's something to do with that you know, where my heart is with New York. And that's, like, the biggest thing as I watch it is... is I, uh... I'm, I'm very proud of my the time I'd spent there. And I had I had to move. I had to. Just the time of my life. I couldn't... couldn't be there. I just... I wish I, wish I could, but there was nothing for me there. So, um... I had to get out of there at the time. And that's it. But, um... By the way, there's, like, no traffic right now. I don't get to fucking jinx it. 
But right now it's moving along pretty smoothly. I guess everybody fucking stayed home. I am sure I'll see brake lights in about 10 seconds now. Anyway, uh, because the time on my GPS does not indicate that it's smooth sailing all the way. Although it all, it's all blue skies ahead. I oh, will see. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody to watch these things. Like I said, it, there's a lot of reliving the recent history. Um, which, not always for me. And a lot of anger, a lot of resentment comes cropping up. A lot of... Uh, a lot of questions that, don't, that still don't have answers come up. But it is very well done, and I really and I, I enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy is not the word. Like I said, it's almost like, and I don't mean this as a negative, at this point in my life, but it's almost like a homework assignment. All right, because it's history, and it's the news, uh, and it's a lot of stuff that you would see on the news night in and night out, and in the papers and on Twitter night in and night out. Oof. Twitter is the source of news. It's tough. Well, but it, it's it, and also you know, I think like the I think the meat and potatoes of the nine eleven stuff comes on September twelfth. I think it's a Sunday night show. That doesn't make any sense. Why do they do that? So maybe I don't know. It's weird because it's supposed to be you know from nine eleven so two thousand one to twenty twenty one, but really it's been all twenty. 16 to 2020, really. So we're missing a good 15 years of there. So we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, there's only so much you can do. But there is the financial crisis that has to be touched on. That's a big New York story uh, from the last 20 years. I mean, Obama getting elected was a pretty big story at the time in New York and across the country. That's got to be... They've mentioned the Obamas, obviously, but... And I got into it with my... Uh, not got into it, but it, my 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 barber is very good at staying apolitical, and I think I am too. Although I think you'll know where I lean, but you know it's a good point about the about Obama right now. He's not a leader anymore, and you know say what you will about his policies, what he did in office, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to say about it. It's over. It is over. He's gone. He's a celebrity now. Right, he'll show up and he'll do his speech at the uh, conventions every four years. You know, I'm sure he'll have an opinion on something, but it's nobody has to listen to him. Nobody has to. Nobody has to form policy based on what he says. Um, he's a public figure, he's a celebrity, but he is not a leader. He's not a politician. And it really, if you think about it, how young he was when he became president. That really makes me look at the presidency as a fucking racket. Because now you leave and you're, you're rich. Clemming Clintons did the same. Bill Clinton did the same thing. You know, he left and he was rich. You know, he's got all these deals and shit. Speaking arrangements, book deals. I don't know what the fuck they have going on behind. You know, they got a lot, a lot of ways to make money. And we know that Trump was forming the government so he could make... You know, he was trying to make policy so he can kind of line his pockets. So his kids can line their pockets. It was... It's the most transparent thing in history. Um, Biden? I... I you know... 
You know, the Biden thing, oof. Do you want to talk politics this morning? I guess we're really not talking politics, but... Well, I guess not, because I know we weren't. We won't even get into Biden. I just say Biden is, uh, it's tough to take sometimes. Uh, I just hope he doesn't fuck up too bad. Well. Well, then I look over, you look at Afghanistan. Hey, I guess we are talking politics. I'm going to say this. I'll say one thing about Afghanistan. I'm going to get out of your hair for the day. We'll call it a fucking show. Some journalists stranded over there, right? Women's rights are in question over there. And there's a lot of people who were <laughs> who were wishing death on American journalists, booing and attacking them and wearing shirts that said, you know, rope tree journalists, some assembly required. And and also people in, you know, the great state of Texas now who have brought back women's rights some 50 years that are championing for Afghani women and for journalists stranded in Afghanistan. Just look out for people like that, all right? If there's people out there that were shitting on the press and had no problem with the harassment the press got at Trump rallies and have no problem with what's going on in Texas right now, but they're rallying for journalists that are stranded in, in Afghanistan and are rallying for women's rights in Afghanistan. Look out for those kind of people. That being said, go get these fucking, go get these fucking American journalists that are over there. Go get them. All right? It's a, it's a disaster. Afghanistan is a disaster. I expected it to be some sort of disaster. This is, it's worse than it should be, okay? This is some planning. Uh, there were some issues with planning and, I don't know, just not a great strategy to exit a country that you are have been at war at for 20 some odd years um, get out of there good you gotta, you gotta sit down and, and, and map it out a little bit better than that I mean I feel I moved recently and I feel like my exit strategy <laughs> not for nothing still in, the mid, still in the middle of it it's a month later I'm still not in the middle of it or towards the end of it at this point um but we're still, uh, I still feel like it was a little bit better than our exit strategy in Afghanistan, albeit less perilous in nature. All right, that's going to do it for a one-way conversation. Really went off the rails there at the end. Hope you enjoyed it, though. Hope you enjoyed me struggling through all that shit. Have a great fucking day. Don't take any shit from anybody. What a Brooklyn at. Peace.